0: today's episode of one shiny podcast is brought to you by the ringer.com and the ringer podcast network where you can find such podcasts as against all odds i feel like it's appropriate to, to plug against all odds seeing as how we are in las vegas it is a gambling show las vegas is known for gambling and many other
1: things. And for firing but, Harry Gagnon at one point back in the day. But yeah, you know, lots <laughs> of things that relate to Against All Odds. What's going on with Against All Odds? Against All Odds was off last week because I was in North Carolina. and also What They
0: took the whole show off for you?
1: Yes. Patriotic pod Not for me, but I mean, it sounds oh. better that way. Uh, Patriotic <laughs> Podcast decided to take a break for the fourth. This is the first year that we didn't have either Joey Chestnut or have some sort of hot dog props yeah. uh, in play for July 4th. So that was a little sad. But other than that, uh yeah, they're back this week. Has and, Harry ever uh, has
0: Harry ever done the hot dog thing? I That's, mean,
1: that seems like a no-brainer, right? That question is very open-ended <laughs> depending that, on that the, the depending on the connotations you can take with that, but I am sure he has at some He ever level. done the hot dog? Who thing? knows. He seems like a guy that was in a chili chili cook-off <laughs> at some point. But uh, oh, I love Harry to death. But yeah, odds is uh, back, and like you said, we're in Las Vegas. Uh, there's so many people in Las Vegas. Or At least they were here for about 12 to 16 here, hours.
0: Yeah. Here's here's the show we're going to do today. We are going to we have Duncan Robinson on mm-hmm. the uh, on the he is the original friend of the program. He is the first uh, active college basketball player to reach out to us and say I listen to your podcast and I love it. And we were like, well, you have to come on then. And then we. Jumped on the Michigan bandwagon, as you might remember, mm-hmm. uh, carried them all the way to the title game, and then Villanova wiped the floor with them, but who cares? And then we kind of did it the last year with Virginia. So, I mean, since One Shiny Podcast has existed, we're two for two on getting teams to the title game. We jump on your bandwagon. Granted, I will I will admit, we do jump on like 30 bandwagons throughout mm-hmm. the season. So we are throwing a lot of darts at the yeah, well, board. in gambling
1: terms. You just <laughs> right. gotta see what hits. You know <laughs> there what I mean? yeah. you go. Gotta put a lot of chips on the board.
0: Um, but yeah, Duncan came on. We had a really fun interview. He's awesome. We're we are legitimately friends with that dude. Um, and uh, he's 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 just a great guy, and he's he's fun hanging. And um, yeah, we had fun talking to him. So we are we are going to get to that. Uh, we we are first though we're going to talk a little bit about our experience here in Vegas because there are some stories we have seen some people we have mingled we have gone to the gym uh, to watch some shitty basketball tape. Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say, the way you set that up, I was like, maybe we, it sounds like we had like a Hunter S. Thompson experience. Yeah. Like we, we've seen some crazy we've things. Seen. But in reality, we were just walking around a gym. We met some nice people. We got to see uh, some guys still playing in the, the summer league that we're a little surprised by. Some guys that surprised us by how good they're playing. One of yeah. those guys is uh, Duncan's teammate, Tyler Hero. We're going to get into all that. We're
0: going to get to all of
1: it, but first. Woody Durham.
0: He takes the timeout. they the timeout. Technical, Technical foul. All right. As I said, we're going to get to the we're going to talk to Duncan here in a second. But we first got to just kind of I don't know how we're going to structure this, Tate. Uh, I guess just the first thoughts that come to mind. We've been in Las Vegas. We got in on Friday. Um, I got in Friday morning. So I, I actually went to Thomas and Mac for the first game. I was I was there as some really got started. I was there all the way up until the Zion R.J. game. That was a big game on, on Friday night um zion comes out isn't playing particularly well is just trying to dunk on everyone hilarious layup line by the way that like that during the warm-ups the knicks were like actually putting up shots and and you, you look down on the knicks side and guys are shooting and they're working on jab steps and threes and all this kind of stuff and the pelicans are literally just doing like a dunk contest mm-hmm. in in the layup line the entire they spend the entire time just doing all these dunk, and, and it's like zion's trying to do something cool to get the fans excited and then all the guys on the pelicans are like trying to match zion's energy except for london who who's mm-hmm. just like or, she, or Frank yeah, Jackson. Yeah, the, yeah, the two, the two of them were like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to lay this in. Yeah, I'll just uh slap boards here. Um so yeah, I was I was we, we've been here for the initial wave um and it is now we're recording this on Monday afternoon. Uh I'm exhausted and there's still
1: like 10 days I think left of and I think there's like a full week left of summer league, but I got to get the hell out of here. I'm exhausted as well and the wave of exhaustion is hitting me in the same way that the ripple effects of the earthquake was hitting the entire western part of the united states and i will say both times that these earthquakes have happened i was in north carolina i am terrified of being in los angeles because i'm not from mm-hmm. there for the actual apocalypse and again we're in this it's window coming. of time in this 2000 year period that you know yes something's gonna happen with the san andreas fault line so friday night we get the moment where and and i i get to vegas like you said late friday night i go you know, hear about the earthquake. I wasn't here. I was, you know, outside the city when it happened. I didn't feel anything. I just saw it on TV about two hours later. And I'm already thinking in my mind, I had such a great week. My back felt great for the first time. And I'm like, apocalyptic.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> so
1: I'm already like in my head about this. And so go get dinner late at night. I'm at the Aria trying to find a restaurant that's still open. Out walks LeBron James and the entire Lakers contingency. And mm-hmm. all I can think to myself, that's pretty apocalyptic. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I go outside. I walk down the strip again. Restaurants are all closed. There's not that many people out in Vegas. I'm, I'm assuming that everyone knows something. I don't know uh, that the earthquake, the next one is coming. Yeah. Some guy runs into me and basically is like, you know, I used to work science research for all this sort of stuff look look at the waves like pulls out some chart on his phone to show me and he's like another one's coming tomorrow another big one so get prepared for it again number two strike number two apocalypse. is that
0: what randy marsh did by the does by the way yeah geologist. <laughs> geologist yeah exactly <laughs> yeah
1: so just think about that uh this guy was basically <laughs> randy marsh randy looking marsh. for internet he was so excited Stan! yeah he was like i've been doing this research all these years it's finally gonna happen the big one's coming Stan. and strike number three for the apocalypse is on the horizon walking down the street the two Corys, the, the the one that is still with us, one of the two Corys from the 80s, pulls up in his Mercedes, literally mm-hmm. on the sidewalk, just decides to ditch the car and stand around while he's like yelling at whoever is in the car with him. Mm. And I'm like, I've seen LeBron. I've seen mm. this geologist who has now promised me the end. And now I have seen one of the Corys. These are three strikes for the well, apocalypse. And also, Zion Williamson is done playing Summer League. Mm-hmm. So here we go. I mean, we're, we're at this point right now.
0: I think this is a, it's appropriate that you're talking about stuff that did not happen on the basketball court. Because yes. this is the theme of Summer League. We said it last year when we were here. Uh, it's become even more true this year that n- nobody gives a shit about the basketball. And when I say nobody, I mean the scouts don't give it the the gms don't give a shit Mm -hmm. the coaches don't give it like the one guy i think who gives a shit is john beeline because he was just hired to be the Cavs coach i was gonna say
1: jack cooley because that was the
0: one guy jack cooley (laughs) jack cooley has been to every summer league for he he was on every single team and he called this year and was like Mm -hmm. can i join your team like jack you've already been on our team we don't want to retread and he called every single team and then I think Jack Cooley should have called China. That would that that's what if, if Jack Cooley would have been on the Chinese national team, I, that would have been the greatest thing ever. If it was like he tried every other team, they're like, You've already been on our team and some are like, we don't want you and the Chinese were like, Jack, please join our team and Cooley
1: has twenty, twenty and twenty. <laughs>
0: Um, as far as I could tell, like John Beeline is just trying to. I think like John. I don't even know if he cares about the basketball though, or if 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 he cares about his love of Dylan Windler, who's like a mm-hmm. perfect John Beeline draft pick. It, it's not surprising at all that they ended up taking him. So maybe he just like wants to make eyes at Dylan Windler, his, his new little toy. And also, I think he just wants to get in front of cameras wearing a, a Cavs logo on his shirt to remind people that he's the Cavs coach. But uh, I have seen him, like, sitting courtside, and he seems to be pretty engaged in what the Cavs are doing. But other than that, like... Nobody cares. None of the, we're bumping into all these other media people and we're like, who do you like? And who, what are you seeing out there? And they're like, I don't know. I'm not even really watching. What, what the, who gives a shit? And it's it. And part of that is because just the structure of summer league, it's like glorified AAU, Um, and, and so many guys have so many different agendas. Like some players are, are trying to get contracts. Some players already have contracts and they're like, why the fuck am I here? I'm too good for this. Some guys like Jared Allen, like no one really understands why he's out there destroying everybody. Um, and it, and it's all like it's all over the map, so it's kind of hard to to suss it all out. But the one constant is that everyone's kind of agreed that this is stupid, and this year especially because all the best players s- seem to be not playing for for one reason or another. Because like trades haven't gone through because they decide I'm too good for this, whatever it is. A lot of guys not playing. This is the modern NBA now, Tate. This mm-hmm. is the load management is the thing. Um, we we have Michael Porter who is. <laughs> Never going to play basketball again. Um, this is this and is the, new the thing. question: Is
1: has he ever played?
0: Has he ever played? Did he ever play? Did Michael Porter even play in high school? Like, does do we have tape of Michael Porter playing basketball? Uh, this, Except this is for that
1: one game that there's Steve Ballmer at the game. There's like one game with Steve Ballmer that I've seen a clip of, and everyone's like Ballmer knew. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for real. Like Duncan, Duncan might actually be the best player in summer league because like, I like I feel like none of the good players are. Sorry, Duncan. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean. Let me walk that back. Um, none of, none the of the lottery guys, talents. None of the lottery talents. None of the guys that like you look at. you you pull up the schedule and you're you you see this team's playing. I mean RJ Barrett's playing, but he's not. He's
1: getting not a lottery talent. Yeah, it.
0: yeah. There, <laughs> Brez Dacus is uh is Bres yeah, the up thirty you know, points. He's the franchise star. You got to start asking those questions. Um, but yeah, you, you look at the schedule and you're like, this uh, team X is playing team Y, and in your mind, you're like, that means it's this guy versus this guy. And then you go to the gym, and both of them are sitting out, and it's just a bunch of guys that played like at tiny ass schools in college that you you remember from the 2016 NCAA tournament that one time, and you're like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. And
1: so a that, lot of that's pretty much it, and a lot of it too is like guys are getting signed a little bit late. Like one of the perfect example that's like the Atlanta Hawks. If you were watching the Hawks before Sunday, you're seeing this team, and you're like, okay uh all right kind of know that guy kind of know this guy where is cam reddish yeah Uh, where is deandre hunter hunter signs and then he starts playing on sunday so now he's out there which kind of makes up for it a little bit but those types of situations seem to be playing out everywhere i will say this uh you talked about guys sitting out if zion one i can't believe we didn't get more jokes about zion causing the earthquake because of his Mm pregame dunks um, which I was shocked by that, but I guess people his thickness—is he fat? Yes. Is, is this
0: confirmation that he's fat? Yes. That he
1: yes, Zion walking he, around yes has, has led to the earthquake. Uh, that was something I was waiting shake. for but I like him I would love a medical report they said it was uh, his knee or something what, what did they say it'd be saying,
0: hilarious if the metal said report earthquake just, no it just said fat <laughs> like Zion Williamson is out this game and in the parentheses fat
1: <laughs> that would be good too I mean that would work out that would be really earthquake. good for us yeah. fat slash earthquake <laughs> <laughs> fat slash quake um, yeah so that that's pretty much like the big so the big night was Friday night again that was when the earthquake happened LeBron James is at The game. Floyd Mayweather Uh, was there. I saw him at Caesars Palace after the game.
0: Yeah. It's hilarious that like one of the best boxers, one of the best fighters of all time has security guards. Like I understand why. It's just a kind of funny picture that you have that he's walking through Caesars Palace with guys that are gonna fight for him when he I don't know. That's just a funny that's a it is funny. And it also is funny
1: that LeBron James walked out of the restaurant by himself and everyone else walked out afterwards. And his security guard, I'm telling you, Mark Titus, I don't really I'm not a fighter. Not really a lover either. Uh, but I will say, I was like, that guy does not seem like the one to defend LeBron I can tell you, James. you sized him up? Yeah, I mean, he, I was taller than him. I mean, they okay. walked right by me. I mean, I, there was one of those times where I like looked over and I was like, hey, this is uh, this is good for me. Um, and LeBron, you, you know. You did the thing
0: where like if a guy's taller, if if you're taller than the guy, then you can take him. And if he's taller than you, then you're like, uh, I, I can, you know, I'll 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 just knock him down you know like i'm faster than him i'm quicker than him. i got quicker hands yeah
1: the only thing i'm worried about he probably has a very low center of gravity and that that's you know something that i would be concerned with but also you've never seen shocked faces like those faces when they walked out of that restaurant it was completely empty there was no one else around and it was me and the two guys that were staying with in a house down here with me and we just like happened to be there and every single person that walked like jared Deli's walking out pj tucker they're just like looking like who the hell are these dudes? And again, like yeah. we're in basketball media. So for me to be standing there, you know, like, there's a lot of people that would have really cared. Meanwhile, I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> like the, the earthquake is definitely happening. Like I'm so terrified. I'm sweating. I'm panting. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So that, that's all happening. But one thing we, you talked about court side seats would be the court side seats have been a big story uh, outside of basketball. Guys going up to dap each other up. We got the video of Zion walking to Anthony Davis Mm -hmm. and not really wanting to talk to him and kind of shrugged him off. We got the Pat Beverly Lou Williams going up to LeBron Mm -hmm. and Anthony Davis and Kuzma and giving them like the L.A., we're L.A., dap each other up moment. But our favorite thing that we have been talking about a lot is that we like the fact that cover your mouth and talk – is The new thing, it's it's, it's it, it, hilarious. It may be LeBron's, you know, stick his tongue out thing, you know what it's I mean? It's
0: LeBron's Jordan symbol. The, jo- the, yeah. the Jordan logo of Jordan's it's be sword his hand his mouth. That's gonna be his new logo, is him holding his jersey up to his mouth to talk to Kyrie Irving after the game or something.
1: <laughs> and let's be quite honest, I'm not even sure they're talking half the time. Like, I, I, think it's, I think it's a ploy to act like we're great teammates, but LeBron's just sitting there and all he can hear is his breath going. <sighs> <sighs> My question is like
0: how how good do you have to be at basketball to get away with the jersey over the mouth? Yes. Like if uh you know, like if Evan Turner tries this, Evan Turner would try this. I don't think he's good enough. I don't like if Evan Turner tries it, he looks like an asshole. Like yeah. if, he, if he's going up to guys and and he puts his shirt over his mouth and starts talking to them and uh, he, he comes courtside at Summer League and he puts his shirt over his mouth. Everyone be like, "No one gives a shit, Evan. What are you doing that for?" Um but where where do you draw that line,
1: Tate? I draw the line at Waiters, at Deion Waiters. and I, I put it in this sense. I would say Deion Waiters can't do it. Josh Richardson can. You know what I mean? Okay. Like that's, That is the split difference, where those guys are right on the line. They're towing the line. Like if Josh Richardson is talking, covering his mouth to Dwayne Wade, I'm interested in what he's saying. If Deion Waiters has his mouth over talking to Dwayne Wade, he's like, you better pass me the ball. Dude. I
0: want to see a post-game uh, at Lakers this year where Alex Caruso walks up to LeBron and covers his mouth before he starts talking to LeBron. <laughs> It's so great. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna do the rest of the podcast. Just cover. Just cover my mouth. How many people did LeBron doubt no no that he see thought this, was bro.
1: Alex Caruso before he actually <laughs> saw Alex Caruso? It was good, bro.
0: But again, this is hilarious. The, the, nothing that happens on the court matters. It's all about the all that stuff. The the extracurriculars. The other funny thing about summer league, we we I made this point the other day. It feels like um, if you're in the basketball world, if you exist in the mm-hmm. you, you're a player, a coach, media person, if you want to matter in the basketball world, it feels like you have to be at summer league or you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. But then the, the switch gets flipped real fast where if you're still at summer league, you're an asshole. And it's like, there's like this 12 hour window where it's okay to be at summer. Like you have to be at summer league. And then as soon as the 12 hour window hits, it's like, you're still there. What? Yeah. Like, this is what we were talking to people was, a. Uh, like uh, on on Friday night was a great example. You you got in a little late on Friday, so I'm yeah. there Friday night for the R.J. Zion thing, and people are asking me where you're at, and they're like, I can't believe he's not here. How is he not? Here? Does, is ta- does he not take basketball seriously? I don't get it. Where is he? And then like Saturday, we're talking to people, and then they're like, When are you guys leaving? And we're like, Probably probably leaving Tuesday. Tuesday? <laughs> Jesus, what's it, wrong with you guys? It, it goes
1: from you're not there, you're ignorant. You're still there, you're disgusting. Yeah, like there's it, literally no in between there. And if you don't get out at the right, I think that's sort of the way it is. It's yes, like, if you don't leave at Sunday, and we should say Bill Simmons does it too perfect you don't leave yes. Sunday at 11 o'clock to drive back home
0: Bill flies in does a show gets the hell out and then he's like I did summer league I did that 15 day event I did that. yeah <laughs> and know? everyone's
1: like of course he, did. Yeah. he was here but that's Friday the night. way
0: to do it that's how everybody seems to do it you go to the gym today and it's completely dead everyone the people that have been there for a while just like look like they want to die they're mm-hmm. like I can't believe I've been watching shitty basketball all day every day Um, get me the hell out of here and it's in Vegas which is like the saddest city on earth Uh, it's hilarious the whole scene's hilarious I love it I love coming here every year Um, I'm so excited to to be here, Tate, but I'm ready to get home.
1: we got to get home. And we should say uh, just overall the basketball itself uh, and and what's happening on the floor, yes, it's interesting. I think the most interesting thing is like a broad statement is that guys don't feel obligated to prove themselves in summer league at some level. Like as far as... The top tier guys coming in like cam reddish is not sitting over on the bench itching to play to prove that he is well, going to be a superstar you almost
0: have nothing to gain from
1: it at yeah. this point
0: because if you, and suck, you have a lot like, to look at trey young. young yeah, yeah. trey young like doesn't kill in summer league and everyone's like what an ass like people still think that trey young sucks because he was traded for the he was part of the luka trade and mm. then he sucked in summer league and that mm. momentum has carried him to where people like you you know, If you haven't been paying attention, you'd be like, yeah, what, what idiots that they want to trade yeah, on. It's their, like the, the, Hawks first, the first
1: impression somehow carries so much cachet, even though it really doesn't matter at all. And another example of this, Kobe White for the Bulls. His first shot that he pulls up, first he throws an alley-oop to Gafford. Yeah, That's all over Twitter. The next shot is like a beautiful step back, just completely wet splash. And I had so many people send that to me. And they're like, Kobe White is going to be Big Cat. Michael Jordan. I, I saw
0: Big Cat on Twitter, like Everyone. immediately. I'm in the arena, and as soon as the ball goes through the rim, <laughs> I'm on. I pull out Twitter, and I'm like, "How the fuck? Like, how did he see that faster? Like, Big Cat had the tweet ready. Kobe White's the greatest player ever, and hit send. Like, as soon as the ball goes through the rim, on his he first missed jump the next job,
1: five ago. shots he took. Yeah, nobody <laughs> no, cared. I don't remember because all he did was make because yeah. Trey Young airballed his first shot. So everyone was like, "This guy sucks," and then Kobe White swishes his first shot, and everyone's like, "He's going to be the greatest." Yeah, and that is a, that is why a lot of these guys I think are at mm. some level, it's not really worth putting myself out there because again, I'm going to wait until I actually play basketball for the real.
0: Team. So, so what is the story? The one player, the one thing you remember? Uh, I'm not saying the actual story that everyone around basketball circles are going to is talking about as summer league. I'm saying you specifically. What is the one thing that you'll remember about the play on the court, um, a player, uh, uh, a team, what, what have you? That we've seen so far? Yeah, that you've seen. I,
1: I would say the thing that really has stood out to me, and I guess uh, I, I know that this is probably going to be redundant because we have Duncan Robinson on the podcast, as we mentioned before, but I think Tyler Hero, not only just seeing him in person and seeing the confidence that he has, yeah. but... Just seeing the reaction of everyone else when he like you played in the California Classic, yeah. and all those videos were circulating around, and there everyone's like Tyler Hero is a real big time player. He's a bucket, and he's still unsigned with the Heat. I think he actually has value around the league. And- Hold on, are
0: you are you are you answering that? It, what's fascinating is that Tyler Hero is not signed. So you're giving me an off court <laughs>
1: answer. <laughs> yeah. <in> that what's <laughs> fascinating is that Tyler Hero is as good is- and or better as advertised, in my opinion. To yeah. go twelve. And I think he has increased his value for teams wanting to get a guy like him. I think Miami is, has pushed him to the forefront for potential trade bait. You know, yeah. if they want to go for a guy like Westbrook,
0: my encore takeaway is that the Chinese are horrible. At basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe, um, uh, I knew we were having Duncan on. So their first game on Friday was they played China. We talked, we're going we, to, we're going to ask him about that. But, um, I so I, I wanted to do my homework and I was at the arena I was like I'm gonna watch Duncan play so I can talk to him about it and um, my god the Chinese are so bad and I feel so bad for Yao Yao is like so desperate for I want another Chinese basketball player I do not want to be the Chinese basketball player that has to carry the burden for an entire fucking country mm-hmm. and unfortunately Yao you, that you're gonna have to do that yeah he's the mascot the Chinese, for team. Chinese I mean this, I don't think this was the actual national team like this isn't actually their best, all their best players it couldn't have been they were horrible <laughs>
1: they're bad we don't know but let's just say that's the case definitely not we should have signed
0: jack cooley is what i'm saying it
1: was joe um, cheapling
0: before we, before we get to duncan let's do uh just uh let's, let's let's get back off the court let's get back off the court and um just this is just for ourselves I, we just want to document these stories uh because um we did go to top golf if mm. you follow if you listen to our summer league podcast last year we told the story about chris vernon wanting to go to top golf so badly go back and listen to that I, I listen to it every so often when <laughs> when Vernon will start texting me, and i I have to remind myself i'm I'm gonna choose my words carefully. Um I, I go back and listen to it just to laugh at Vernon. So uh go listen to that if you want. but uh, uh, we did go to Top Tate. We completed the trip to top golf. Mm-hmm. Chris Vernon did not come.
1: Chris Vernon was invited by me Sunday night. I said, Verno, we're going to top golf. Titus and I are are confirming that this is gonna happen. Oh hell, man! I got Grizzly start at nine. <laughs> not gonna be done to eleven. I was like, "Well, we're going at nine, and Conley's coming." <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, great, and uh, Conley did not come. Conley but, did not come. But
1: just to see the fury for a second,
0: yeah, uh, it was worth it. But uh, so we got dinner with Conley yes. um, before we went to Top Golf, and he asked us what we're doing uh, after dinner, and I said we're going to Top Golf, and he started smiling, and I said, "Why are you smiling?" And he goes. Isn't isn't there a story with me and Top Golf and, and Verno? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yes, Mike, I'm so glad that you know this. And uh, I I reminded him of what the story was, and uh, it was hilarious. But he he did not end up coming with this. But uh, the reason I wanted to bring it up, the people that did go with us were Greg Oden and mm-hmm. Ryan Rosillo, and it was you and I. It was, mm-hmm. We had we had a nice little foursome at the Las Vegas Top Golf. And I just wanted on I just wanted to document this for eternity that we 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 rented the thing for an hour <laughs> and Rosillo. The only time, the only reason he ever pulled out a club other than driver is because I called him out on it. Mm. But if I wouldn't have said anything, he pulled out a driver the very first time he gets there. Like the rest of us are kind of getting loose, warming up, whatever, whatever. Rasillo pulls out a Not driver. Only that
1: we're playing the game. Like, like, game. <laughs> Topkoff is like trying to hit it like certain yardages to get flags. certain points. And Ryan Rasillo thought he was. I mean, I don't. I, pretty, <laughs> I, didn't, well, I didn't think he thought he was like. This is just how I play golf. It's grip he and rip, costs- baby. So you got all these
0: targets you're like try to hit it into the blue target for 50 points or mm-hmm. whatever it is and rasilo's like fuck that he tees up every single ball smashes the shit out of it and then looks at the screen and is like i didn't get any points for that <laughs> and he kept doing it over and over and over
1: the game like, was basically like when i not get points for this it's like 120 yards away it's like make sure you hit it in the yellow <laughs> hole the yellow hole and then like i'm going driver i'm gonna smoke it <laughs> and honestly they were impressive drives he was definitely ripping it so i, I enjoyed that part. and then he does this for an hour and then uh, we were, we were
0: like hey let's keep playing he's like no i gotta get out of here i gotta do a podcast in the morning and he left and uh i, I love ryan Rosillo so much he's, he's a great friend of ours and um not to brag but uh, yeah we, we 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 love hanging out with rossillo summer league like, every year but that was the funniest shit ever was it? He, he's just like smashing the
1: shit out of the ball and then he's like, all right, see you guys. <laughs> I'm out. All right, I'm out. Uh, peace. Uh, I will say the funniest part of my night with Ryan Rosillo is, uh, as you said, we were going to dinner, and uh, very appreciative to be invited to such a, such an event. You know, Mike Conley, your boy from AAU Days, you yeah. know, your friend, obviously. Who was on your AAU team again, by the way, Titus? Tell everybody. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go listen to the Woj podcast if you want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, but it, it basically is like this nice situation where you guys are having like a, a family reunion. Like you see Conley, you see Conley at the game. You're like, let's link up later, let's go to dinner. So I'm I'm like, a he plus. didn't know
0: he didn't know Greg was in town either. And I was like, yes. Yeah, Greg's in town. He's like, Greg's in town, oh, we gotta all get together. And so we
1: we had this whole thing. And, and you the- set up this dinner, and it's very nice. Rosilla and I are both asked to come this dinner. I'm I'm I can't believe that we're gonna be added on because I know how these things sort of work. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like you, me, Rosillo, Mike Conley, and Greg are going to go to dinner. There's always like, you know, there's families, agents, all people involved with with these, someone of Mike's ilk. You know right. what I mean? So we show up at the restaurant. We're walking to the table. Uh, there's, you know, what, two chairs or something like that. There's, there's five, like Greg's walking up, you're walking up, I'm walking up, Rosillo's walking up uh we get there you know we i mean let me just tell you i'd already bowed out of that i I acted like i didn't even know anybody there so i was like i just already took a quick sharp right to the to the bar area uh follows you follow we're sitting there um, and again, you know, this is a reunion for you guys. You go to the table to sit with those guys. So yeah. you, Greg, Conley, his family, like, you know, a nice like crew there having a beautiful dinner. Everything's great. Um, and Rosilla and I sit together and we're at the bar. You're at uh, the kids table. Yeah. We're literally like <laughs> sitting behind you guys, like at the bar. And it looks like the, like, you know, obviously we, we talk about like progressive things in this world and how things have changed. But if you had shown that picture to, the guys that did the Greensboro sit-in. <laughs> it would have been a really, really, really awesome moment. You know what I mean? Because it was like me and Rosilla like sitting well, there. Like I not, was
0: initially sitting with you guys because yes, yes. I felt
1: bad because I had I had tagged you guys on to the party.
0: I, I had called uh, Mike. I, I'd asked Mike. I was like, can I bring my two guys? And he's like, who are they? And I told him. He's like, oh, yeah, cool. Bring them. Yeah. But he didn't know what the reservation actually was. And then we get to the table and there's not enough room. So I, was, I felt bad. I was like, well, I brought you guys along. I should probably sit with you. And um, that that made it a hilarious visual. It was great. And
1: it was also like Rosilla. I mean, the we three were both, white guys were, yeah, were, we were relegated <laughs> to, the, to the kid's table. <laughs> Sitting at the bar right there. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, but it was also one of those like insane moments where you're just in summer. I think the coolest part about Summer League, again, is not about the actual basketball play. It's about everyone being at a convention together. So yeah. it's like Eric Spolstra is walking in and having yeah. dinner. And then like, oh, there's the entire Washington Wizards team. There's Hachimura. There's, you know, Admiral Wagner uh yeah exactly all those guys yeah. like wandering around and uh you know pj tucker whoever it is like you see all these random guys and it's cool to see everyone interact because again it is like a fraternity as we're leaving chris
0: paul and eric gordon walk in and then chris paul is talking to mike about being point guards and then he he brings up the Scalabrini thing to Greg. Yeah, he goes,
1: Greg, I just saw this video, you yeah. knocking out Scalabrini. What's that about?
0: Yeah. That 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 is the appeal of Summer League to me as well, is just uh, watching people interact with each other. Like I we're like we're not a part. Of, I'm not saying this as though like I am oh like, no. like, as though I hung out with Chris Paul. That's not mm-hmm. the point of like telling the story. It's more of like I'm a fly on the wall to watch these NBA guys in living normal lives. Mm-hmm. They're, as it turns out, they're people too. And yeah, Chris Paul gave me his grab- valet ticket yeah. and said, I'll be down in 20 minutes. <laughs> and I said, thanks, Mr. Paul. I'll see you then. Um, and then we capped off the night. Uh, we went to, uh, what's it called? Hakkasan?
1: Yes, Hakkasan. This is the first club yes. that
0: I, I, I've not, i not, I, it dawned on me as we were standing inside this place that I have not been into a nightclub in at least 10 years. I think when I was 21 and I was playing basketball at Ohio State, we, the basketball, my teammates would like get me to go to a nightclub mm-hmm. and, and spoiler alert the nightclubs in Columbus Ohio are very different than the nightclubs in Las Vegas um, so I, I, I think I used to, I went to a few and I was like this is the dumbest shit on earth and I decided I would just never go back and then last night to be
1: fair that's usually the, yeah, yeah
0: I was like this is the dumbest shit on earth and then I decided I wouldn't go back and then last night uh, I uh, of course I was gonna go I was like I, I, I don't know what this is but Greg seems to think it's cool let's go and um, wow wow that's all I'll say. Is like well, I I I do not understand how people do that regularly. I do not understand how that's like a lifestyle. <laughs>
1: it, was, it was something. Yeah, so that's that's
0: my review of the hawker yeah, The only
1: the only thing I would say there's one guy who can probably give us why it works and how it is a lifestyle, and that's probably J.R. Smith. You know, what I mean, like that's a guy that you could kind of lean. Well, here's, on for here's that the situation. point. Here's
0: the point. So uh, Royce O'Neill was there uh, with yes, Mike. That was yes. part of, part of the the big celebration was that the Jazz. They're they're doing like a jazz thing, mm-hmm. um, where they're celebrating, right? Yes. Mike's Mike's new signing. And he wants to mm-hmm. get to know his teammate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it looked like that. Is that is I, that was, I was, mean,
1: <laughs> basically, we are we're not even so, going to a nightclub. We're going to the like Mike Conley has been gracious enough to say, "Hey, I have a booth at Hakan. You guys can come join that booth." You know, and Greg's with us, and we're walking in with Greg, and, and they have the whole setup going and see Royce O'Neal, see his situation. You got DJ oh, drama. And there on the ones and twos. So so the point, I guess what I was saying is like Mike, uh, part part
0: of the appeal was like Mike is bonding with his teammate, uh, this new teammate, yes. whatever, whatever. And I guess my takeaway is that this this to me was a precursor of what it's going to look like when I find a way to get into the Utah Jazz NBA title party mm-hmm. when they win the championship mm-hmm. this year. Brigham's plan, as I'm as mm-hmm. I'm dubbing it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I, w- I will be out at the club if the Jazz win. And I learned... I learned uh, on this Vegas trip that I have a lot of work to do because I am not ready. I'm not in
1: in peak clubbing shape right
3: now
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're in great shape. you're in great shape uh not personally pe- but yeah. not, not in club shape because i also something else.
0: i also have to start listening to different music because uh there, there was one moment in the night where like i saw this is always my favorite this, the same thing happened at conley's wedding when i was like the, the it was like me and mike miller were the two white guys there 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 were, there were more he, he his, his wife's a white woman so there's her whole family there's a lot of white people but uh it makes the story better if i say i was the only white guy um the, they're, everyone's out on the dance floor and then some I, I think it was the, the Fetty Wap song the one good song mm-hmm, that he had mm-hmm. at the time it was like brand new right and that song hits and then like everyone in the fucking wedding just loses their mind Trap Queen yeah it was Trap Queen and everyone like runs out onto the dance floor and I'm it's like a stampede and I'm Mufasa and like I'm like what the fuck's going on here <laughs> and uh, I was so confused I had that same feeling last night at the club like everyone's kind of dancing whatever whatever and then the song, some song hits and the whole place like everyone just stands Lead up yeah. <laughs> And the whole place goes fucking nuts. And I'm like, I've never felt whiter in my life. I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> I will say that
1: the the beautiful part of the whole situation, again, uh, I view myself as a plus one in this whole scenario, but Mike Conley – Uh, say what you want about uh, on the court things about Mike Conley if you don't like his game, even though that's insane to me, but whatever. You can say whatever. This guy is a max NBA player, yeah, and he doesn't not have to give a shit. I mean, obviously, you're his teammate, and he gives a shit about you, but he definitely doesn't have to care about Rosillo and I at, at any level but after dinner he basically comes up to us and is like I'm so sorry about that you know if I had if I had figured that out I, w- I would have you know worked something out but you know my apologies meanwhile I'm like Mike what like, yeah like you're, <laughs> we're good dude like no no, no thing man yeah. I'm happy to be there uh and then at the club you know, there's the front booth, which is like O'Neill. Conley's got his family. Well, first of all, his family is a beautiful family. They're having a great time together sitting in the front uh, and they have another booth behind. And and we walk up and Mike's like, yeah, you guys are welcome to that booth back there. It's empty at the time. Greg has gone to go get a drink or to wander yeah. around or do whatever Greg's doing at this point. And so it's only the two of us that the front booth is packed. So now we're walking around to the back. Mike has two booths. So now the two of us are walking to the back booth. Uh, One security guard stops us as we get to the corner, as if to say, no. Uh, so, So basically, perfect, perfect, you know, Mike Conley, very kind, gracious manners, like they're good uh you know i guess the other security guard who's probably five yards away from this security yeah. guard he did not see this you know head nod. so then he's gonna stop no us. he
0: probably saw it and he was just like i don't i don't he was like i, was, I, don't, I, was, believe, I he, don't believe he was it. like mike
1: must be really drunk uh <laughs> and so then finally we get in the booth but then periodically through the night i mean and greg and other people were like funneling through where we were uh sometimes it would end up you and i just being in the booth like at times where we were just like sitting yeah. up there and the the security team, like we were the basically the enigma of the night uh, at Hakkasan in the sense that there were so many questions about who we were, what we were doing, why we were in this booth, how we were I in this booth. I think someone could have murdered What blackmail did we have yeah, on Mike Conley?
0: You totally could have murdered someone in that club because all the security was focused on us. Yeah, like absolutely. Every single person was looking at all the security was like, we got to
1: figure this out. this, yeah. is, this
0: cannot be right. <laughs> and it was funny, like you
1: would walk up to like you know get back in the front, like to say what up to Conley or whatever it was. And as you were walking, like you were you you're getting eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like and they're exactly. keeping eyes. They're like you know we're gonna have to get this guy. And meanwhile, like you and Mike are just you know having normal conversation as if you know looks like great friends, and still still codename ivory is on the move
0: codename (laughs) ivory on the move
1: (laughs) It was unbelievable and it was so fun and so funny we had a great time but uh i really just wanted to to document that experience because it was uh again that's really i just i
0: i i understand this might not be that interesting for people to listen to but i just wanted to say it into a microphone so that way I can look back on this and remember.
1: Yeah, you can listen to it like the what, Verno
0: thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the Verno thing. So yeah. um, we had a good time. That was that. was That, that was pretty much it. Otherwise, we just go to, to the Thomas and Mack Center and watch Judy Basketball all Day. So we got to win. We got to win
1: last night. We yes. had a fun time. Yes. Was, we,
0: we were due for that because we've been here far too long and not having any. Have you gambled at all?
1: No, I have not because I've been – well, I bet on – I did futures. I put in a bunch of futures, but that's not gambling. So, I mean, well, I guess it is. Uh, You know, it goes both ways.
0: Uh, Any other thoughts before we we talk to Duncan?
1: Uh, One last thought is no, I think we're good. I mean, there's nothing else really that has been that major of a shift in what we've seen at Summer League other than the fact that, again – Hilarious. hilarious what's the one thing you're
0: in in 20 years if someone would ask you what do you do you remember about 2019 summer league one thing I would Mine's probably the earthquake, honestly. Yeah, that was, prob- that was yeah. pretty fucking crazy.
1: Honestly, it's probably Corey Feldman uh, <laughs> pulling up on the sidewalk in Vegas and ditching his car. uh That was the most insane thing I've ever seen. It was so insane that I couldn't pull out my phone and capture it because I thought that Corey was going to then like stab me or something. You know what I mean? Like I had to act like I didn't see him. Like that and if you don't know the two Coreys, like this is that's like, is, is like seeing Charlie Sheen pull up on, that is a on great, the sidewalk.
0: That is a great uh, state of the NBA right there. It's yes. like, what do you remember about Star and like like
1: Corey felt it parking his car? It has
0: nothing to do with the NBA. It has nothing to do with... Parking like, is yeah.
1: used very loosely. And my, my
0: memorable thing is an earthquake. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Those, <laughs> are the, those are the two things that really matter. Uh, so basically, we are starting an apocalypse uh, yeah. podcast. Uh, don't be on the Ringer podcast network in the future.
0: Oh, uh, man. All right, here he is. This is our interview with our good buddy and future Summer League MVP. Hopefully this year, because as I said to him in the interview, uh, I pray to God that this is his last year at Summer League. But uh, future Summer League MVP, Duncan Robinson. All right, before we talk to Duncan, let's first talk to you about Mack Weldon with Smart Design, Premium Fabrics, and Simple Shopping. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more, even more that you will ever wear. Not only do Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. They are perfect for working out, going to work, going out on dates, just everyday life. If you're a human being that exists in this world and you, you live, you breathe, you, you do literally anything. You can be doing it in Mack Welding Clothing. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally anti-microbial.
1: <laughs> anti-microbial. <laughs> microbial. And the only reason I know that is because I have edited that line yeah. so many times. In fact, one of those times, Joe House said that word anti-microbial. 40 times. Anti-microbial. Anti-microbial. <laughs> anti-microbial.
0: anti microbial anti
1: microbial microbial which means <laughs> that sounds like a movement to get Mick Cronin to leave UCLA. <laughs> Anti microbial. I was trying to think of the best way to put it. Ant,
0: ant, Anti microbial. Antimicro, that's a hell of a word. Um, if you don't like your first pair of uh, underwear, you can keep it and they will still refund you. No questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit macweldon.com and enter promo code shining at the checkout. That is macweldon.com. Enter promo code shining at checkout for 20% off your first order. Here he is the man, the myth, the legend, Duncan Robinson.
1: Whoa! Whoa, wow. Robinson, we know he can shoot from downtown, but
0: guess
2: what else, Doug? He can dunk the basketball. Goodness.
0: All right, we are here in Las Vegas uh, recording this. What is this? I've lost track of time today. What is this, Monday?
1: We're in the vortex in Vegas, so we have no idea what day it is, what time it is, but we are... you know, doing pretty well at this point. We're still alive, so that's a good part. Joining us is uh our great friend. A mm-hmm. like, man, the only man who
0: who could turn me into a Michigan fan. The original friend of the program. Yes. The, I'm pretty the sure. The initial friend of the program. Yes. Uh, before we had friends. Dare I say, as I said, this is Monday, so there's still like ten days, fifteen days, who even knows left of summer league. But I'm gonna call it your twenty nineteen Summer League MVP. Mm. Duncan Robinson is joining us.
2: That's uh, that's a big time introduction. I don't, first of all, I, appreciate I don't want to put that. too much pressure on it. I yeah, say that's to, uh, <laughs> definitely got a little pressure. I appreciate the uh, the high praise though. Um, but no, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see how the rest of summer. You league came out, out. You
0: guys came out hot. So uh, if you're just new to the program, Duncan is playing for the Miami Heat. That's nice pun with the for. Heat coming yeah. out hot. I yep. like that. Um, you you come out the first game you play in summer league. You played China, um, and you guys beat the piss out of China. And I watched every second of that game. Uh, my question to you Has Donald Trump reached out to you to invite <laughs> you to the White House for sticking
2: it to the Chinese?
1: Is he like. And will you will go? You try- that's the question. <laughs> that, that's the next question.
2: Um, haven't heard anything from Trump. But uh, no, honestly, it was a good opportunity to play uh, China. Credit to them, man. They. Uh, huge <laughs> fan. Huge. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they, uh, they play really, really hard. Um, you know, they didn't have a ton of talent, but uh, a lot of pride.
0: For did you sure. see Yao there? Did you see him in the stands? I stand? did not
2: see. There were whispers that Yao was uh, around. He was definitely
0: there. I saw. I walked in the concourse next to him. And really, he's, he's tall. I don't know if like, <laughs> like the guy's very like. I I am a tall. I'm not a short man. And I went up to like
1: his, the bottom of his rib cage or something. It was it was yeah. Well,
2: he's like filled out now too, right? Yeah. He's like, like he's yeah. a big big guy. I was yeah. going
1: to say there was a chance that he might've been at Raising Cane's chicken instead of the game. Uh, but other than that, yeah, he was probably really excited to watch uh, the Chinese team play. So that was, that was a good time. I, you said they played hard. Uh, they were down 40 points. And <laughs> it did seem like they did not know that. So I like, I like guys that don't look at the scoreboard. So we can say that about the Chinese team.
2: I was going to say uh, right to the final buzzer, you know, they were, um, they were going hard. Like I said, I mean, credit to them. Um, you know, don't have much else to say other than this that. is a very yeah. This that, is very <laughs> uncomfortable. He's like, they
1: sucked ass, and I don't <laughs> well, know how to be nice about this. You know we I, please move on? I just don't want to disrespect. when you get the first update from the team. They're like, all right, first game we're playing China. You're like, what? Like who? What?
2: Well, the thing was, we had we had very limited film on them. Um, we had some personnel stuff, but like, was it because of the trade wars? They wouldn't send tape over. No, we really, we just really didn't know we were playing. Against, yeah. you know, um, which is, you know, kind of natural for summer league because it's not like there's comprehensive scouting reports in summer league, but still you'd like to at least, you know, have a, have a brief overview. Um, but I mean you know, as soon as the ball went up, uh, we just tried to handle business and, you know, fortunately you. we were able to, which is look,
0: good. Look at this with the, with the <laughs> coach peak and the, uh, the, there's a little coach uh, mix in there. He's S- a professional basketball player. S- now. Yeah. Since so you last been. came on the show. Um, we, we, last time you're on, was at summer league last year? Yeah. Um, you, your life has changed a little bit. Uh, last year you were just like, you're, you're the undrafted guy just trying to get a roster spot. Just like somebody, please notice me, give yeah. me a chance. Uh, I think it's fair to say you got your chance, and you're in a little different spot now. You started in an NBA game, Duncan. I is did it, do that. This is for the rest of your life, no matter what happens, you're like, I, you can introduce yourself as I started an NBA. I'm Duncan and, Robinson, NBA starter. And if,
1: and if you don't know, February 25th, you started against the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> they were on a 17-game losing streak going into that game, and they broke, well, it, and must, they, and they broke it against the Heat. I wasn't going to yeah, bring that up. But...
2: I wasn't, no, we don't need that part. Yeah, that was... It's funny because that was a high point of my career for sure, uh, particularly because I started over D-Wade in that game. I don't know if you guys knew that uh, because, you know, <laughs> NBA Spo- all-star. Spo- yeah, Spo-, Spo wanted to keep the bench unit intact, uh, you know, so he dragged me from outside the rotation and put me in the starting lineup. But definitely a high point followed by a low point in the fact that, <laughs> you know, we lost to the, the Suns. So I think at the- that time had 11 wins um but still you know and I didn't play that great in that game either but nonetheless can uh, can check that box that I started an NBA game the,
0: this is um you did start an NBA game you started over Dwayne Wade uh yeah th- that is
1: that's well, the most like spo mind trick I've ever heard right I want the bench guys to stay together so they're all gonna start yeah <laughs> Well, Winwood, you're still a starter, but you're gonna to have to come off the bench. That, we were really making well jokes
0: last time you uh when because you, you had like just signed your contract, I think, when you yeah. came on. Like you you like signed the it that morning and we talked like to you. That, yeah. yeah, and we were making jokes about having to play in South Dakota. Is it South Dakota?
2: Were they yeah, sending Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And
0: the the dichotomy of Miami's G League team being in South Dakota is is hilarious. It's almost like they send you there to motivate you. It's like they give you did they call you up, just give you a taste of Miami and then send your ass back so like you'll play harder in Sioux Falls.
2: Yeah. I mean there there's definitely some of that. There were uh rumors that they were going to put the g league team in fort lauderdale oh. but uh they were quickly shot down because i think you know pat riley and the organization wanted guys to really feel the troubles yeah. of being in uh the g league and being in sioux falls but uh i actually like sioux falls man it's polar opposites from miami in every respect but uh i really did enjoy it it was it was a good a good basketball experience
0: what, what was like the most overwhelming or um the you know like we we know a lot of guys that play and and uh move on to professional and they always talk about like how it's the business and that's what you always hear from professional basketball players is like this is a business and they, they tell that to the young kids and um the transition seems to be harder for people because they they think it's just going to be college basketball just at a higher level and then they get up there and they're like damn i wasn't prepared for all this so what for you with that transition was like the most overwhelming or like i knew this was going to be hard
2: but i didn't
3: no, I didn't know I was to have to I stuff. Know, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I would say the G League travel in general. Yeah. Um, you know, being in Sioux Falls, you're two flights from everywhere because there's like three direct flights out of Sioux Falls a day. Um, sometimes three flights. So we would have like six hour layovers in the Denver airport. Um, just long, long days. And then you compare that to when you're with the heat, you know, you're in like private charters yeah. and you got people serving you meals, and it's just like you know when you're when you're up with the nba team it's like you know luxurious living and then when you're down in the g league it's like the ultimate grind so i actually I like i said i enjoyed both places but uh you know, i wouldn't be mad if i i never had to go back to sioux falls i'll leave, I'll leave it that.
0: are you scared of like being successful and being miami because this is your whole this has become your brand now it's like you're the division three guy you're the you're the undrafted guy you're the uh you know like if if you start if you spend all your time in Miami and you're starting in games all the time over Dwayne Wade, like, are we worried that you're going to get soft and you're going to lose what made you you?
2: No, no, I'm uh, I'm far from comfortable okay. at this point in okay. my <laughs> career. Um, I, uh, you know, I still have plenty to prove. I think that goes without being said. Okay. Um, and I'm still, you know, very eager and anxious to, to do so. And it is kind of funny, too.
1: Like, I mean, the Miami Heat, we were talking about, like, the organization itself and, like, fit and where you go, and that makes a huge difference. When you go to the heat obviously you have to work really really hard that's like the thing it's like you got to get in shape you got to work out every day and the miami heat twitter feed they love you like you, you become <laughs> a media darling like every single time i see a workout video it's you know debo getting after uh, it with you know josh richardson here before josh obviously left but
2: like sure there was
1: always little things like that and even when you started they put you in the uh, the miami knights jersey you know what i mean you're getting yeah. you're getting the promotion that you need which i like to see
2: well, I, I really appreciate you guys noticing that. Yeah. Um, first off, but quite honestly, especially during the season, I'm like not really in tune with the the, the social media stuff. At least I try not to be. Um, so, I can't say I really noticed that. But, like I said, I appreciate you guys. I will say,
1: I, I was wondering if the person that ran the social media, did they make you run it? Or, I was going to say, is that is a, is someone from Michigan. Is
2: that a move
0: where, is, is, is that like advice to guys who, who are undrafted or trying to get roster spots? Like, become friends with the social media guys. Like, figure out who's running mm. the social media. And then, like, because I think that's what Kyle Guy is doing. He, he, he got drafted, but I think he's doing that with the Kings. Yeah. That if you go to the Kings Twitter page, it's just all Kyle all Guy Kyle, stuff. Yeah. All caps are Guy. And
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's genius it's 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 genius uh so let's talk about michigan a little bit sure. michigan basketball is in the news in this offseason because your coach john beeline um quit on his program he, wow. he just said to hell with you guys he, he said i am not a michigan man in fact i i'm a money man and i'm going to chase the bag uh at the professional level um how how much of a so you have you have a i have a ton of questions for you so i'll try to i'll keep it to one how much of a surprise was that for you to, to see Beeline uh, leave Michigan.
2: I think it was a surprise in that the way the the news was broken. Um, they, he did a really good job keeping it under wraps. Like there were no rumors about him applying or being interviewed like last year with the Detroit mm. stuff. Um, that story had kind of gained momentum. Yeah. So people wouldn't have been surprised if, you know, he had been announced as a head coach, but this was really, you know, kept under wraps. Um So I was surprised in that respect, but I I wasn't surprised to see him make that jump, uh, just because, you know, having known coach B line, um, played for him, like he's incredibly competitive and he's had that upward trajectory of his whole career, you know, starting as a, like a JV high school coach, never being an assistant all the way up to high major, um, you know, it just kind of made sense for him to to make that to final to finish jump. on top. Yeah, uh, by well, coaching the Cleveland top, yeah. Cavaliers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to finally reach the pinnacle of the coaching <laughs> profession, which is coaching in Cleveland. And you also said
1: like you weren't quite comfortable. Did you feel a little bit of comfort knowing that your college coach is now in the Cavs? And you're like, I mean, you know, people aren't really, you know, that's a that could be. Yeah, a is it is fight. it nice yeah. to
0: know that like even if your career goes south, like you'll always have a home in Cleveland? Yeah, There's you as long, have one long phone call to make, like,
2: yeah. coach like Coach me, I'm down to come off the bench. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think so. I mean, I. You know, I, I did, I don't, I don't want to say I did that much for Michigan, but you know, we got to a final four, a yeah. couple Big Ten championships. No, you so. did. No, you have to remind the people. Tell yeah, them, let them yeah. know. Um, you know, three banners in, in three years yeah. playing. I, I will say, and that. yours count. Yours yeah. is still hanging. Yeah, I that's the thing. That. You have, I appreciate. Yeah, the that. Fab Five talk about theirs. Their
0: their banners don't exist. Yours is still hanging there. I appreciate that. Um, for but now. yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I promise they were not paying uh, d three <laughs> transfers. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. I'd take a job anywhere playing in the NBA. I don't yeah. care where it is. Miami, Cleveland, or um, obviously for now it's it's Miami and I'm I'm happy with it. Well that. speaking of Miami, you have an
0: interesting perspective also by being a Michigan guy and beeline leaves and then the guy they hire is Juwan Howard, obviously from Miami. So yeah. uh you, you you seem to be the guy to ask about Juwan Howard. He's coaching your alma mater, he coached you, you know him semi-well I would assume yeah yeah no I, I mean I, I know him pretty well um, uh your th- your thoughts Duncan Duncan your thoughts on the uh, Jawan Howard to Michigan
2: yeah well I'll, I'll start with saying this when uh when he originally got hired my phone was blowing up with reporters more so than at any point in in my own career oh, uh, yeah. like people just wanted to hear my opinion for some reason because I thought I had like the Michigan and the the Jawan mm-hmm. connection um but I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for, for Michigan basketball and Juwan. I mean, Juwan's a great guy. Um, you know, Obviously, his playing career speaks for itself, but uh, he really knows what he's doing from a coaching perspective as well. So I, I think Michigan basketball is in really good hands. Are you
0: excited that there's there's not going to be anybody that's going to steal your thunder with a D3? Because I don't think Juwan Howard's no. going to go that route. I don't think he's going to get D3 guys to, to transfer to Michigan.
2: Yeah, and... the uh, the D3 era is, is yeah. done at Michigan, Um, which, you know, in a lot of ways, it's made for the best. Yeah, it's kind of like the Mighty Ducks <laughs> yeah, franchise. True.
1: It's like, by the time we get to D3, it's like, we've, yeah. we've done it all. Like yeah. Just let it go.
2: Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I think in particular, I think he'll do a really good job on the recruiting trail. Um, I mean, if you're a high school player, how would you not want to play for that you know, guy? We, I mean, we
0: can read between the lines. We know yeah. what you mean. We know what you I wasn't going mean. there, but I, <laughs> we know what you mean. This
1: is like those things when like you have a little kid and you spell out the words. So they don't know what you're talking about. So we'll just spell it out. B-A-G. Uh is there... Did you keep up with the media stuff around? Because as... So Beeline leaves and then obviously there's the vacancy. We... Titus, you were very worried about Donovan I was, coming. I was
0: seriously worried about Billy Donovan because I, I made really? this point um, and I'm still worried about Billy Donovan because the Thunder are falling apart and Billy Donovan's going <laughs> to yeah. get the hell out of Dodge. But... uh I thought if Billy Donovan comes back to college basketball voluntarily, he's going to do it. at. He, it's got to be like the right program. It can't just be like a good uh, a, a, a program that's good at basketball. It has to be yeah. like a great school, a great fit with like they have the resources, all that kind of stuff. And Michigan is like one of probably 10 schools, I think, that would, that would get Billy Donovan to mm-hmm. consider it. So I was like actually genuinely worried. And then as yeah. it turns out I had nothing to be worried about but yeah I but thought then might- there
1: was the whole stuff that came out where Jalen Rose is you know and of course we love Jalen Fab Five legend he's basically on TV saying if they don't hire Jawan Howard All right I'm literally going to be done with Michigan I will become Ohio State fan and then, like, uh, I, I literally and I'm then turning gotta, on the whole program you got Jay
0: Williams saying you gotta hire Juwan uh, bring back the culture to Michigan and then all the white people are very confused they're like what's wrong with the culture I thought yeah, B-Lon B-Lon had had great great, culture. he had a great winning culture and Jay's like no you don't understand culture in the black community means something different
2: <laughs> yeah I think, so Duncan your thoughts on what culture <laughs> you stand with <laughs> yeah I mean, you guys kind of said it. it's a it's a different type of culture I, I yeah. understand what, what Jay was saying with that were
1: you worried that if they didn't hi- hire Jawan Howard, and obviously you're, you're with him with the Heat and seeing him day-to-day day and all that sort of stuff, were you worried that, was he as concerned about the, the whole situation as it seemed like everyone else in the media was? I mean, because Weber did the same thing. It was basically like, you know, you got to hire Jawan. Everyone was kind of on this whole beat. And then when it happened, it, it was like a sigh of relief more so than a celebration, it felt like.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was honestly like super laid back about the whole thing. <laughs> um <laughs> You know because he had his name in for some NBA jobs as well, like the Cleveland job, actually, mm-hmm. the LA job. Um, but you know, I just remember during that whole process when his name kept popping up, um, with the Michigan stuff, like he was still in our facility, just you know, lifting every day and just like working mm-hmm. guys out, like nothing was really going on. Um,
1: I mean, he probably had a chance to play for the Lakers based on who they're signing these <laughs> days, so <laughs> yeah. glad you're getting ready for that,
2: yeah. Um, but you know, I, I will say this, like when I first saw him after he had become the Michigan head coach, he was like emotional to me. Like he mm, was so yeah. excited about it. And I think that's one thing. I don't know if you guys saw the, the, press, the press conference. conference. I did, yeah. yeah. it was awesome. I mean, that, that was a pretty cool. cool moment. It was cool. Um, So I, you know, he played there two years or whatever, but like, that's a guy that really cares. He's a Michigan about the, man. Yeah. Like he really uh, genuinely cares man. about the university, yeah. which is, you know, I think from a fan's perspective, All you can really ask for maybe obviously to win some games yeah so are
0: are you worried that he's using it as a stepping stone i mean obviously you kind of by saying what you just said I, i would assume the answer is no but my fear is always these guys who are like clearly nba guys just want to get their foot in the coaching door, become a head coach and then jump to like the, the great example was for us was like Chris Mullen who did this, who like Chris Mullen the entire time he's at St. John's. He had no interest in coaching college basketball. He just wanted to show up and say, I'm Chris Mullen, bitch, give me money. And they did. And they're like, here's money, Chris. He's like, thank you. And then like a few years go by and they're like, Chris, are you going to coach? He's like, no, that's not what I'm here for. He's like, are you serious? This was a five year deal. Um, so I'm always like a little wary of of those situations. Like I I feel sorta of the same way about Penny. I know Penny's gonna be awesome in Memphis, but like it wouldn't surprise me if in two years Penny's B-A-G. like I'm trying to get the hell out of here. Like that yeah, I was just here to drop bags for a few years and get the hell out. Um, do you sense any of that with Jawan that he's just that really
2: that this just might be a means to an an end? Uh I, I don't really, just because if his end goal here was to be an NBA head coach, he should have stayed in Miami. Because yeah. You know, he didn't get one uh this summer, obviously, but like he would have been in the same mix next year for all the open jobs and eventually he would have got one. Um and I think he knew that. I, I think he knew that if you want to be an NBA coach that the move would would have been to stay away yeah. right? versus yeah. go to Michigan. I mean, I don't know, I, I think he chose Michigan and, and took that job because he like really does care about the university and wants to be a head coach, obviously. Right. Um and you know maybe finish the job
0: i mean the power of the alma mater is real so like i, I do yeah. i mean I, I will make jokes about penny and i will make jokes about juan and i would i still am making jokes about patrick ewing even though it's pretty clear that he really loves coaching in georgetown and wants to be there but um I don't know. I, I, I do get that. Like, Juwan Howard could be a guy who really, really wants to coach in the NBA, but also is like, I'm coaching in Michigan. This is the greatest gig on earth. I, I played here. I'm a Michigan
1: man. Yeah. And it was so. like the first time because, I mean, I know growing up, I mean, everyone was doing the whole like Fab Five doesn't count. Like, early 2000s, it was like, then his time has worn on. Everyone at Michigan is kind of like, why would we not embrace Steve Fisher and the Fab Five? And this, this was like the coronation of all those guys to say, even though they didn't need it really, but you could tell that's why it meant so much to all these guys. And now Jalen's coming out and Chris Webber's coming out, they're saying we're gonna get the band back together. We're gonna to be at Michigan games and what
0: what is your favorite thing that the Fab Five invented? Is it uh uh have the you name sh- Jalen. Is it the name Jalen? Is it the Black Sox? Is Mm -hmm. it the baggy shorts? Is it Jawan Howard invented the goatee? I think he's come on record and said that he, I'm I'm making that one up. I think, Um, I think it was a three point revolution. The three point revolution. They invented getting final fours vacated. Um,
3: (laughs)
2: What, what to you, what do you think fab? (laughs) Um, I'd probably say black socks. That's pretty, pretty boring answer, but, uh, you know, I feel like the baggy shorts have kind of gone the other way. Yeah, no, they're getting the tight shorts. Um, and I don't know if the goatee thing's real, but I have, no business talking about a goatee because I can't <laughs> grow one. Um so I, yeah, I guess I'd say it sucks. Did
0: you watch uh so did you follow Michigan this year much? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was, de- I was definitely tuned in.
2: Um, you know, watched as many games what as What went I wrong
0: could. in your opinion? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
0: uh what would you say to Coach B what What That's was, the, what was Coach B's biggest mistake all this this year? Why how why did why did the the, <laughs> the wheels fall off?
2: No, I I'm mean,
0: just, I'm just kidding. They had a good year. I'm just I wanna put you in a it's, weird spot. It's
2: tough, man, because the Michigan fan base and it's part of what makes Michigan what it is, but they're like incredibly critical. I mean, they won thirty games. They yeah. missed out on, you know, two opportunities to win a, a championship and lost their rivals both times. Um, which is tough. But, you know, they had an incredible year. I think they were what, seventeen and 0 to start. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um they weren't number one yet, right? They were number no, I think two. they were I going think. to be that to week. Two. Yeah. And, and somebody in yeah.
2: Virginia maybe lost yeah. I don't know what happened. But uh but yeah, I mean, incredible year. Um you know, I would have liked to see them do a little bit better in the tournament, but at that point, Texas Tech was playing so well, it was like, you know, Texas Tech deserved to win that game.
0: Yeah, well. they. What, what was that? The that was, they went like one for twenty from the three that, point yeah, line or something like that. The, was that the? Yeah, yeah. it was like, it was like yeah. the Rockets playoff. Who, game who's? Here. Oh, who's the? Yeah, we we got to settle this. Who's the best player? Who's the best player of Michigan this year? That's don't say part. the coach here. Say the real answer. Just say who you think the best player was. Don't I don't want the I don't want the this guy is the most important player. Sure. I don't, I don't want the
1: because we went into the season. This is the X saying, factor. It's. Definitely Charles Matthews. Yes, and then that pivoted, and then I'm like, after the Brasdekas Carolina game, I'm like, I don't know who this Slytherin Lord is, but he's definitely <laughs> the best player on the team. Uh, how do you stop Mo Wagner Jr. here? And
0: then yeah. and then every coach every like I know what you're going to say because you've been given the coach speak is they say Xavier and I'm like how can a guy who shoots 19% from the three point line and averages 6 points a game be the MVP of this team and then they're like you just don't get big ten basketball and I'm like I do get big ten basketball. <laughs> um and then obviously Swaggy Pool first round pick mm-hmm. yeah that kind of validates that he was maybe the best player. Where do you stand on this?
2: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of good options. Um I'm going to have a little bit of a cop-out answer. I'm going to say a combination of, of X and Charles. Okay. Um, I think that those two, like, really defined their identity, um, particularly defensively. Mm-hmm. And... You know, maybe those guys weren't always leading him in scoring or whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna hit you with a little coach speak, but they just, you know, having been in that program, they meant so much to that team. Yeah. I know that like for a fact.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, I kind of like had to back off. Like Charles was really, really good, and then like his offense just completely disappeared. And I had to like kind of back off from that. And, and it then, did feel and like Zay Charles
1: Matthews. Someone went up to him at one point, like maybe during the off season, or as he was getting NBA. Yeah. Like, as the scouts were coming in, they're like, "You got to really lock in on defense." Yeah, yeah. and he was like. Well, all right. Well, I'm yeah. not playing offense anymore. Yeah. All, all right. my energy will be here. I, uh, so I felt like saying.
0: Michigan's problem, honestly, all uh, throughout the season, was that they they were all just like specialists, and there was no one like like yeah. Swaggy Pool and Dakis had no interest in playing defense. Uh, Z- Xavier and Charles had no interest in playing offense, really, and and it was just they were just and they. And then Teske was like a little bit of both, like he, yeah. he, he just I don't know.
2: He well, I I think
0: had a run there where he might have been the best player to he be honest. Did, he had a nice little for run there. Sure. Yeah. He
2: uh I, I think it's interesting too because they they won in a very different way than than my team won yeah. my senior year. Um and that's kind of who they were. And they experienced success with it early on. So they just kind of like stayed on that track, so to speak. And I think later in the season when their offense really started to struggle, I think a lot of it had to do with and I'm not just saying this because you know I, I can shoot a little <laughs> bit, but like the spacing, and, and honestly, yeah. I think it it was Mo more than anything, just because yeah. the ability to pull a five man away from the basket, and Mo required yeah. that from from the other team. Um, I think guys like Charles and X, particularly, you know, there was an adjustment period for that. Yeah, like there's just the paint, and it's funny when you watch college basketball now. You know, now that I've you know been out for a year, the paint in college basketball, yeah. it's like everybody's it, it, on it, top of each yeah. other all the time. Um, so it's tough when you just don't have that, that Do you get frustrated.
0: Are you frustrated by that? Or are you like, where'd my Michigan basketball go? Where's my beeline ball?
2: Um, no, no, it's, of course uh, you are. You're, course, little, you're, I mean, of course you like, I mean,
0: all things equal. You would prefer they be great at offense and suck at defense. Than yeah, the other Yeah. I mean, right?
2: uh, you know, my sophomore year was the ultimate beeline ball. We didn't play any defense, and we just jacked threes. Um, and you could argue that that was my best individual yeah, <laughs> year at Michigan. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. So you know, I, I definitely miss a little. Uh, a little what's, the,
0: ball. what's the What's the Yocklich story? What like from your perspective, someone who played for the guy uh, who's like like the the rise of this guy is is Duncan Robinson esque, just coming out of nowhere. That that he was seriously considered for for, for getting the head job because. Uh, Michigan, their offense was so bad this year that it made people appreciate how good the defense was. And they're like, how do they get good at defense? Beeline obviously doesn't know how to coach defense. So it must be this other guy who's, who he brought in. That's he became like the Ron Adams yeah. of college basketball. It kind of right? yeah. like yeah. came out of Any nowhere. Any defensive yeah.
1: play that was made by Michigan, they're like, look yeah. at that. Yeah. I mean, Xavier, is Xavier on this Simpson every day. dies on the floor. And they're
2: like, man, Luke Yaklich, he did it again, folks. Yeah. Um, Joklich is a great, great guy, great coach. Uh, I love playing for him. Always brought a ton of energy, and he really did yeah. know his stuff um, defensively. You know, I also thought that that Billy Donlin, uh, who was there before yeah. Coach Yaklich, really knew his stuff defensively as well. Um, I think it was a combination. You of, just didn't listen to him. You're like, yeah. Coach, I'm going to keep shooting threes for winning <laughs> well, games. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, too, is like you also have to look at the personnel shifts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like And I and I love like Derek was a, an incredible college player and is still a really good basketball player, but him and x are very different right you know what i mean like their strengths yeah. are different so when x started becoming you know the starting point guard the team kind of started to take on a different identity and then charles could really defend you know tesky's was was really yeah. good defensively um mo and i were kind of you nice. know we did all we were in the right spots yeah. we communicated you know <laughs> mm-hmm. all, all the things that you would mm-hmm. maybe expect uh you know from guys like us um but like those Hands two straight guys, straight up and don't fail. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, those two guys in particular, Charles and X, they like really raised the level. Yeah. So, Yakovic, for sure, I mean, he, gets, he deserves some credit, but like it's also personnel.
1: Yeah, I, I have to ask, what was like when the first time you were in practice and Xavier comes down and he throws up a Kareem hook shot and it goes in. <laughs> I mean, do you call bullshit on it, or do you, or do you say, "Wow, that was a really impressive." Did he even play. have that you when you were like, there, or like, did that when, come did, when did that happen? Like,
2: so he he did. He didn't shoot him in games. Yeah, but he would like he works on that shot did, religiously. So why doesn't he work on a jump shot? <laughs> religiously, so, so he what does, does. What did
1: it look like the first day you walked in the gym and you just saw Xavier down there by himself <laughs> working on hook shots? Were, were you then worried about the offense?
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> X is like the ultimate grinder and gym rat yeah Um, i'm ohio baby you know i'm i'm excited for him this year because i i genuinely think he's going to surprise a lot of people um i know he's had a big summer in terms of um in particular really working on his jump shot but you know, all the skills that you see him have on the court, like he actually works on those things specifically. Yeah. So it's cool to see him be able to do that in the game because I've like like seen him do it
0: over, yeah. Yeah, over and over again. I, I would love for him to have a big year. I, I actually am rooting. I just like to make jokes. That's all. I, no, like to, I, I, I love making it. jokes. I actually am rooting for him. Uh, so the, I But the way I trigger Michigan fans, I just say he's a poor man's Aaron Kraft. And it <laughs> really, really upsets Michigan fans when I'm saying like Aaron Kraft did everything. But they can't get cause upset because it's cross-racial. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone's happy with it. They're like, yeah, that checks out. Uh, uh, you, you, uh, so let's go back to you individually. Enough, enough talk about Michigan. Um, you, I, I was, I was Googling like 10 minutes before we did this interview, just to, to see if I missed something that I need to talk to you about. And the first article that pops up is about how much weight you've put on and how it 14 was 14 pounds. There was basically yeah. like 200 strength pounds. coach in Miami is, uh, in, in in strength coach fashion he's like getting into a little homoerotic like language with how he's describing you and like how thick and mm-hmm. tight and like mm-hmm. like duncan's just really just he's mm, like duncan's mm, thighs mm. are <laughs> <It's> just, just <laughs> right where we want them um so this this is i assume a <laughs> conscious decision to put on weight um and what is behind that how are you doing that uh what what, what are we doing here duncan what's what's the thought process here
2: yeah um so actually at the end of the season i was as light as i had like ever been um do you think you know, that was from the schedule or just playing so many games yeah honestly yeah. it was i mean the back and forth you know i played 35 games in the g league and i played you know whatever 25 30 games mm-hmm. in the nba and then just the travel and everything so you know, as soon as that season ended, we had like our our exit meetings. And the drugs um,
0: in Miami, like you, don't, they don't have calories. and The <laughs> cocaine you're doing down there, so you're doing a lot of that. that probably, uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: so, so, <laughs> so, in the exit meeting, <laughs> Miami nights. <laughs> we uh, we had we put together some like deliberate goals of, of yeah. you know what they wanted to see me do. And, and that was a big one. Um, get my weight up, and you know keep my body body comp, um, where they wanted it, and. You know the whole thing get faster, stronger, quicker. Yeah. Um. And you know, two months I was there, eight weeks right after the season, um, just getting ready for summer league. So I feel like I've I've definitely improved a lot, which is good. So
1: the strength and conditioning program in Miami is obviously revered by people around the league, and I know some players don't want to sign there because they know the expectation is there <clears throat> yeah. down waiters um, <laughs> and you know that that you know that's how things happen sometimes but I I kind of want to just hear like what like how was that told to you right like what how are those yeah. expectations kind of put in front of you because i know like when wayne ellington went down there he was like you know this is different than any other place and does I'm it does there. it hurt
0: your feelings to be body shamed like to, to sit down and be like you're skinny and you're like yeah your first thing is are you like defensive about it you're like dude i'm in great shape. what are you talking
2: about there's there's a little bit of that for sure um so yeah we check weight and body fat once a week mm-hmm. oh, wow. which is you know in my in my opinion maybe a little over the top yeah. um <laughs> but you know it it works um and for a lot of guys, it's they're trying to keep their weight down. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm like one of a the lot few. Yeah, yeah, for me, I'm <laughs> one of the few that uh, you know I'm trying to get my weight up. Yeah, but uh, you know they take that really, really seriously, and their whole thing is. We want our guys to be in world class shape. Mm-hmm. Has
1: Dion Waiters ever looked at you in the cafeteria while you're eating all this food <laughs> to get bigger and just been so pissed off? You don't uh, have to answer that, but uh, no, I've, I've never had
2: that that interaction with Dion. Um. Uh,
0: this is your second summer league. What what is different about this summer league experience so far from last year? Um, I guess I guess the obvious answer would be just like your status within the organization. But I mean, as far as like playing, uh, do
2: you feel like more comfortable out there? Do you yeah. feel yeah.
1: It's had to slow down at some it's, point. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, Summer League's funny because people are playing like 100 miles per hour. You know, everyone's trying to prove themselves, as they should be. So many um, missed
0: dunks. So many guys, like, trying dunks that they have no shot. The, 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 the reference, I'm going to draw a deep cut here. Gabe York of Arizona was the king of this, where he would go up, and, like, he has no chance of dunking it, but he just, like, throw it. it. And then, like the whole crowd will be like, "Whoa!" And it feels like everyone's trying to make those plays as though, like, the scouts will be like, "I know we missed it, but did you see that? That looked mm-hmm. nice." Like, like they think that if if I have my one play, I'll get signed. Um, I feel like there's a lot of that. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no. And no. we should include
1: China in this, like people going for crazy layups. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean,
2: <laughs> so it goes both ways. Um, yeah. So just obviously, this being my second year. Um. Having the game slow down helps so much, and I'm just more comfortable. Like, you know, Miami. I think we're a little different in the fact, like, the three of us—myself, Yante, and Kendrick—have been in Miami, like, training for summer league specifically. Like, we've been yeah. like talking about what sets we want to run oh, for really? summer league for like Is that serious. Six, huh? Oh yeah, like. Huh. This staff is very locked in on having a good showing, and we've been—I mean, we've been good so far. We're five and zero right now. And there was mm-hmm.
1: that story that came out like when KZ signed uh, Paula, who they drafted right in yeah. Miami. They basically were like, "Yeah, he can't play because these guys—they're like too locked in. Like he, like we can't just throw him in the rotation because these guys are already a team yeah. and they're already running sets, and it would just be a lot to put on his plate."
2: Yeah, you which know, says
1: a lot because like most time, you just kind of roll the ball. I mean, I'm pretty sure Norad said with the Hornets, he was like, "Yeah." we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah. well, well that you know a lot of teams do that that's gonna be that's gonna well that
2: to be fair to Nora, that is going to be the hornet's approach <laughs> yes, to the yeah, real yeah, season yeah. he's so, like it's top down yeah. might as well get him prepared now yeah um a lot of teams do that and like you know we've made a conscious effort to not play that way which in my opinion i think really helps me um mm-hmm. just because i'm not a roll the balls out type of player um, I just don't flourish in that environment, and, and you know I have the self awareness to know that as well.
0: What, what are you, what are you trying to add to your game? I guess um, how do I how do I ask this question? Is there anything like you're trying to get better at that uh, you're you're working on that people like. Yeah. What? Go ahead. It, no.
1: It does seem like rebounding is the thing because yeah, like you had, you had the 2010 game, and I don't know. It feels like that. I, I watched you play yesterday. It does seem like you're kind of you got like a nice little rebound, put back lay in. And it's just like you were in the right place at the right time because you're trying to be under the basket and make a play. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me let me start this over. Uh, so. You basically uh,
0: had a reputation as I can shoot and not not really do much else. Sure. And, um, I noticed that you're becoming a more well-rounded player, and you've had even I was watching the game. Where did you where do you guys play before here? Sacramento Is yeah. that a fat yeah. joke? Yeah. Do you just come well-rounded. <laughs> He's trying to become a little oh, that's more right. round. Um I was watching the Sacramento. You had like one bad shooting game, I think, and Sa- yeah. maybe you had more. But the one I was watching, you weren't playing particularly well shooting, but you were doing like everything else really well. And they were even talking about it on the broadcast. They're like, not Duncan tonight shooting but he's he's making impact in, in other ways. Um this is obviously a conscious thing, right? Like this is
2: Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you uh you tuning I noticed. in. First yeah. of all. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah, I did my homework. Yeah. Yes. Uh yeah, absolutely. I mean rebounding's a big one. They they want to see, you know, wings mm-hmm. um be, you know, 6 to to 10 rebounds in that range. Defensively is another big one. And then offensively, like they just want me to be really aggressive. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I want to make shots, but for them it's It's interesting. I'd never really thought of it this way, but they're more concerned with if I can get them off and and how many threes I can get off and that sort of thing. So it's uh, definitely kind of a shift in mindset for me. But, you know, being down in Miami for the last two months has helped me kind of prepare for this moment.
0: Speaking of being more aggressive, like how do you discern when you're open? Because like I feel like you could, when you're as good of a shooter as you are and as tall as you are, and like you could kind of make a case you're open like basically every time you catch the ball on the wing. So like how yeah. do you discern like okay I'm open I'm going to shoot this now versus like cuz guys like like when I play I can't I never create separation from people so when I actually am open I'm like oh shit I'm open I'll shoot it um but for someone like you you could like rise up over a lot of defenders guys are playing like a step back um you could you could like theoretically shoot every single time you touch the ball um which is Tyler Hero's approach I believe I think or, that's or that's, the, Tyler, yeah, that's I mean, the yeah that's one. the Tyler Hero approach so like how do you discern like I'm open I'm shooting it and I guess I guess that's, yeah. a, that's a horrible question. because no, no, it depends I, on the context. I, of the uh, I
2: see what you're going for. I mean, the good thing is is that the staff, like, they don't say anything to me about shot selection. Like, oh, really? They only got, get on me if I if I don't shoot. Um, so, like, God I've, damn, I've, that's I've never been told that's a bad shot, which is like a big time luxury. Obviously, yeah. you know, As a as a basketball player, that's what everyone wants to hear. Um, so for me. I just try to be really aggressive. So like, if I have any opportunity where I feel like I, you know, I can get this off and has a pretty good chance of going in, then I try to let it fly. I don't know if that answers your question. No,
1: no, no, it does. I mean, like that's that's, uh, and we should say they're not yelling at you because you shot forty eight percent from three in the G League last year. So I mean, when you have those kind of results, it's hard to yell at a guy. I mean, I could see them yelling at you for dribbling. You know, they're like, don't pick the ball up and pass it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's there's some of that too. They, they
2: when are we
0: when are we starting the campaign for you to be in the three point contest? Ah, oh, we, we probably got to wait before I. I know, uh, we got to wait, but I, I got I, a no, couple. NBA I want to start before, uh, <laughs> before before that. G League's great, but uh, I know I'm just I'm I'm just thinking long term here. No, I appreciate start, that. Um,
2: it. When I do start the campaign, you'll be. Uh, uh, I want to. I want You know,
0: I I Daquan Cook mm-hmm. won uh is won an NBA three point contest. Eric Gordon's won one. Former teammates of mine, mm-hmm. so I feel like I. I don't know where I'm going with this. Larry Bird won one. I like him. Um,
1: I don't know where I'm going Pages with this. He's just trying I to say, like him.
0: I, I think like when Daquan Cook won the NBA three-point contest, I was like, oh, so anybody can win this. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I think like, Duncan, this is, this is a possibility that we could we
2: could make this happen for yeah, you. Yeah, I would, I would love to. <laughs> be a, that'd be a great experience. I have
1: to ask you, you were number 55. And when you first got your number, I think you were like 62 last year in G League yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And I remember when I saw the number, i was like that's disrespectful you know what i mean like let this man pick his number it felt like they were just yeah. like all right uh last jersey up extra extra large 62 put <laughs> yeah. it on uh but 55 you got good company you got matumbo you got zerbiac you got a, a nice
2: range. race white yeah. chocolate that's what i was yeah, gonna say white yeah. chocolate yeah
0: did he wear 55 in miami yeah yeah he
2: did yeah, yeah he he did. you're wearing the yeah yeah, yeah. so he yeah. he's really uh part of the inspiration behind it yeah big uh big white are you, are you a white guy yeah. Are you are you you're why okay. Yes. I was I I don't wanna I don't wanna assume um <laughs>
1: We don't see color on this broadcast. Oh, unless spe- we're, no, unless speaking we're making Xavier something speaking of, speaking of
0: white guys uh, playing for my, are, are you worried about Tyler Hero? That they, they drafted a white shooter. Um, do you feel like this is like, do you, do you go into Pat Riley's office and you're like, what the hell, man? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, what are we doing here?
2: Uh, I definitely don't have that uh, that level of clout yet uh, to complain about front office decisions. But I, I wouldn't complain, uh, yeah. even if I could. Um, no, Tyler, Tyler's been great, honestly. Uh, I've been surprised with how well he's adjusted to uh to this level. I mean he's only 19. Um and he's had a really good summer league so far. So he just I has think, no conscience, man. That's nah, that's he, what I love about yeah, him. Yeah, he no, like, he's he's uh he's tough, man, mentally tough, physically tough, everything. He so. can
0: miss 20 straight shots and he's the like, next one's this going, next going up. One's for sure. going on. That's yeah. a skill though. I mean, yeah. like
2: a lot of people don't don't have that. But like to have that, particularly as a guy who's um you know known as a shooter, that's mm-hmm. that's really valuable. He scored nine of the first eleven in the game we saw on
1: Sunday. And you could just see how excited he was as it was all playing out. Like, he's just clapping in the guy's face every time he's running down the floor. And I was – you were talking about your team, you know, Kendrick and these guys running – Yante running sets and everything. Is Tyler Hero running sets or is he just like an (laughs) independent operator? Because it does seem – like Tyler Hero yeah, has I notice he line. talks
0: a lot is he talking to you guys or is he just talking to himself he's just saying I'm a bucket or does anyone over. know or like, does anyone even know you're just like you guys just all look at each other you're like, just let Tyler be Tyler he's uh-huh. just gonna
2: just just keep he, him over uh, I think he talks to himself sometimes but you know he also in, engages right. with, with us as all well right. um, <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly I have, I have nothing but great things to say about he's been he's been great um, so far and you know he's played really well so I'm, yeah. I'm happy for him yeah <laughs>
1: I'm happy for him too. We had we had some concerns early on because he came out of the gates in the Champions Classic yeah. and was kind of doing what he's doing in Summer League right now, which is shooting a lot, but they weren't going in, and it didn't look great. And then meanwhile, Zion yeah. and RJ, you know, were throwing alley oops to each other and doing all this yeah. crazy stuff, so it really made it look worse. But he's been, I mean, all over. You talked about the media darlings, like he's basically become a success already. You know, he's yeah, already, I've seen yeah. him compared to Devin Booker already uh, by people and uh obviously they both played at kentucky but it, it's kind of crazy
0: who's the best player at summer league um or, or the rookie class? who's the best like young player that people wouldn't say is their favorite player but you really love that's like it's summer league, you're like this guy can go and um other than hero yeah yeah
2: um i probably have to say carson edwards you like carson yeah, yeah i do i just i mean obviously i played against him yeah um in college and just watching him in the tournament this year, I mean that was, yeah, was awesome. a yeah. ton of fun. Um, but he he can really really score. Yeah. So you know I, I watched him play the other night, um, and it was just cool to see him do it. At he this played level well, as right? Well. Like, yeah. He was, yeah. I think he had five threes yeah. or or something. So he's. Uh, I don't think he'll have much of a problem, you know, transitioning to to this level. Yeah. Another
1: guy that's kind of like that. Uh, we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, but Chris Clemens, who's on the Rockets. Uh, it was a Campbell. It was like a, you know, basically NCAA scoring legend, but a lot of people didn't know who he was. And now he's jumping 15 feet in the Catching air. Oops. And, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Catching alley oops. So, uh, have you been, like, how much do you watch these other games? I know we were watching Wagner earlier, mm-hmm. but obviously he's a former teammate. But do you try to go and just see what's happening? You know, you see a guy get picked and you're like, oh, I want to see what Hatchamura looks like. So, or, or is it sort of like, I got to get the hell out of here?
2: I don't. I usually don't wa- go to watch them uh, yeah. unless it's you know I'm supporting like Mo or uh, an mm-hmm. old teammate. But uh, you know I'm, I'm pretty tuned in on you mm-hmm. know what's going on uh, throughout summer league. Whether that be through checking box scores or watching on TV. Um, but I, I usually don't go to the gym unless I'm playing. Obviously.
0: What, what makes a good summer league team? Like what what is a team that if. Um, yeah, because because honestly, like I I don't even think I know. I'm just like watching them, and, and I can't tell. Like, I mean, I think like the the Sixers are pretty good, right? Are they good? They have a good yeah, team. Sixers I Sixers. And are the,
2: solid. They lost to the Celtics yesterday. Oh, did they really? Yeah. See, I don't it, even know. I feel, a, I, f- I feel like I watched one game. I'm like, they they're pretty good. And it's then, a combination of things. It's I think getting people to buy into roles yeah. is a big one, but also. You know, obviously the teams that don't choose to rest their players. Yeah, that's probably, (laughs) that probably matters, yeah. Uh, Like a lot of teams just shut guys down, Uh, which I get and makes sense, but... um you know some teams don't like we we haven't shut anybody down so, yeah, that, that, be, so that should be like-, like
0: the next step for your career is that that's what you're shooting for is when you've reached a, the a level where you're getting load management treatment you're like sure god yeah. damn i must matter to these people <laughs> <laughs> actually
1: greg said that to us last night he was like i told all the second year guys that are coming down to summer league basically ball out in the first two or three games so you get shut down yeah that kind of sends a message that you're here. You're good. You're ready to play, and you know now you can chill.
2: Yeah, like you've proven yourself. Yeah, exactly. You, you've done what you needed to do. We don't need to see anything more in the summer. Do you yeah. think
1: it would if if Pat Riley or someone in the front office came to you and like Duncan, we're going to shut you down? Would you be excited about that, or would you, or, or would it be the competitive chip? Because there's that old Jimmy Butler, quote, you know, your new teammate that he was basically at summer league, and they were telling him not to play or whatever, and he was like. No, like I'm going to play like <laughs> yeah. a, this. That's who I am. So uh, then that becomes like a media story anyway. But if that were to happen, would you be excited? Because that kind of validates you as I'm not going to be in Sioux Falls.
2: Yeah, it's a combination of both um, just because, you know, obviously it, that's good feedback if yeah. they're shutting you down. But, you know, right now we're, we're five and oh, so I, I'd like to yeah. finish a job right. right now a little yeah. bit and see if we can run the table here.
0: I'm a basketball player, not a basketball wrestler. That's yeah, what I would say. Exactly. Um, all right. My last question I have for you: uh, Russell Westbrook says he wants to get traded to the Heat. Um, are you worried that you might be expendable? Is this something that has entered your mind? Like now that you're you're in year two of your professional career, trades happen all the time. Uh, no one is ever safe. Have you ever thought about the business side of this? That you might have to right as soon as you think you've put like Sioux Falls in your rear view and you're like, oh, I might I might have a secure spot in Miami. They pull the rug out from under, you and they're
2: like, send your ass to Oklahoma. Yeah, well, I think there's no question that I'm 100% expendable. Uh, <laughs> put that on the table here first. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it's a very real possibility. I, I think, you know, last week when the free agency stuff was going down and, you know, the Jimmy Butler stuff was happening, I don't know if you guys remember with, like, all of a sudden Drogic was going and then it was mm-hmm. Kelly and, and Derek mm-hmm. Jones and, like, you know, they couldn't get the the deal done. I, I just kept refreshing my phone. Like I, usually don't, <laughs> I usually don't do that type of stuff, but, like, the crazy thing about today's media cycle is like i could possibly find find out out on twitter before i hear from my agent or whatever so that was like the one day where i was literally just like sitting on my bed like (laughs) all right let's see if anything's (laughs) happened. you know what i mean but so it's definitely a real possibility you know you can't expect it because it's just outside of your control but you got to be prepared for it in that, some respect
0: that is exactly what i say about the big one earthquake that's supposed to hit all that is yeah like that's i feel the exact same way it's like what, what can you possibly do tate you just sit there and you're just like i i hope uh i hope i don't, yeah, I, hope I, hope I, don't I can know, drive i hope i, I, hope I either today. see
1: the rock pretty soon or i drive across the fault line because i hope uh, i do not die this today. is not gonna be good the only I hope, thing that i'll say about the earthquake and granted i still you know i'm so hesitant after the friday night earthquake you said you were on the 40th floor you were in caesar's Palace. <laughs> I was here. I didn't feel anything. And I found out about it later (laughs) on on Twitter. That's almost scarier that you didn't feel anything. Yeah. Well, I was like, I'm in (laughs) a safe house. I was like, I'm never leaving here. I'm not even going to go to games anymore. I basically became Zion. I was like, I'm going (laughs) to shut myself down for the rest of this week. Uh, (laughs) I have to ask my last question. Uh, It it may not even be my last. You mentioned free agency. Uh, One of my favorite people in the world, um, not even as a basketball player, but just as a personality is your former teammate Hassan Whiteside. And if you keep up with Hassan Whiteside on Instagram, he is basically in DJ Khaled's entourage. He is one of the funniest. He cleans up the ocean. He's just a great, great character all around. How much are you going to miss Hassan Whiteside on your team?
2: I'll definitely miss Hassan. And I'll um, dub
1: this over if you say you're not going to miss him. I'll, <laughs> no, I'll re-record this No,
2: part. No, no. Uh, I'll definitely miss Hassan. He, he brought a ton of energy, good energy, always in a good mood type of guy. Um... You know, obviously, like you said, very, very, Come active. On, man. <laughs> so funny. very active on social media, sometimes for better or worse. I mean, he just kind of is who he is. Uh, but yeah, I, I think he's in a good spot, though, also in Portland, um, especially with Nurkic out to start the year. i will have a, a really good opportunity there. I think they should uh-huh. do
1: awards at the NBA Awards, like other than like MVP and all this other stuff. But like most likely to go on IG Live on the bench. That's great. You know what I mean? Stuff like idea. that. Yeah, yeah, he'd
2: probably be in the mix. For that.
0: And let, all oh, the players, uh- let all the players vote on it. So like yes. they get it yeah, and you get to see what the players think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. And then
1: you have second rounders going on IG Live so they can win that award. Um so f- yeah,
0: free has become uh basically like no one makes a decision for themselves anymore. They try to find a partner to like join a team, right? Like that seems to be the move. Is yeah. that you, you have to pair yourself up? Who who is your partner? If if you were if you were if you're a max contract guy right now and you're like, I I'm gonna start making some calls to players around the league and we're we're gonna become a package deal and go play.
1: Let's say you're Kawhi and, Leonard and yeah. you just won the championship yeah, and you're yeah. in Toronto and yeah. you're on the you're with your Uncle Dennis and who, he's like, you got to get someone to go to the Clippers with you. Who are you trying to pay yourself First, with? he called Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant said, look, man, that sounds super tight, but I definitely can't go to the <laughs> team that beat me in the finals again. Yeah. I, I am sorry. And for that reason, I'm out. And then, you know, it ends up being Paul George. But is it Westbrook? I mean, maybe say Westbrook. That might be the smart move if he's coming to Miami.
2: Um. That's a that's a great question. I would probably say Kawhi, uh, just hmm. because you know he's obviously proven he himself. Just dominated the NBA Finals. Well, that, <laughs> yes. that, but also like he can guard the best wing, yeah. um, and I can just kind yeah. of okay. you know pick up the next guy and then do my job on offense. You know, provide yeah. spacing. Kawhi, do you, do you got assists? Assists. I'll take Uber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that for that reason, it, it that fits. Yeah. Um, and he just—I don't want to say single-handedly, but you know, pretty close. Um, you know, just to channel. What is Kawhi?
0: How, how big of a contract did he sign? What did he do—a four-year thing, or is it? Did he do the one-year thing? I—I I didn't pay. No, too he to the did. A, he did a four-year. He did a four-year, like, thing. or might
1: have been. I guess it had to be four years because it was an. Yeah, third he did rates. the four-year thing. That's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So was the was same say. like Durant deal, basically. But he
0: was talking about maybe doing the one year, like somewhere else. Or everyone the, 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 else. Everyone, everyone thought about he was going to do The best thing about
1: the Kawhi situation is you talking about Twitter, you find out everything it was funny to see how many people thought that they knew someone that knew Kawhi. Yeah. Do you know how the cap works? Do you have any idea?
2: You, um, have I've, any I've idea learned, I... I've learned a lot about and is it. Is it
1: hard or is it soft?
2: I've learned a lot about it over this past year, but I still know very Some minimal. About it. Yeah. yeah. I just like, feel I, I, like I a lot like...
1: of times they make up stuff, like just to throw it in like a little, like the trade kicker for yeah. Anthony Davis that everyone's like, well, he would never wave a yeah. trade kicker. And I'm my like, favorite, Who the hell, is a trade. Yeah, kicker? my
0: favorite are the fans on Twitter that think they know the Caps. That like they they they're basically like it's like they're in third grade and they're teaching a kindergarten class and they think that they're geniuses because they know more than the kindergartners. And it's like you guys are fucking idiots. dude. Like, no, 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 right, no one knows any a any stuff. In this Yeah, <laughs> that's uh. Um, all right, we can let you go, Duncan. You got to get back to 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 resting and watching film and all that kind of stuff because they are going to win. They're going to win the Summer League. You heard it here first. Miami's wow. going to win. Duncan will be. MVP
1: what what would you say if you won Summer League MVP I don't even know if they yeah. give you a microphone give the speech now give the, give the, yeah. give the speech now we'll play it at the would you direct it to the doubters or the haters or to nah. well, they'll, they'll
0: hand him the microphone and then uh, Mo Wagner will come in and take it from him. oh <laughs> so, yes, yes, <laughs> yes yes it'll come perfect. full circle you guys be, had to get, v- into v- get into <laughs> Mo Wagner Mo Wagner's
1: so upset that you didn't say he would be your pick to that's actually
0: that's actually why I want to wrap this up because Wagner's outside banging on the door like.
1: <laughs> he, he's speaking in German we don't know what he's saying he's speaking in tongues
2: uh yeah I, I don't I don't have much of a speech for you I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go the doubters route I, I prefer to um you know shout out to people that supported me A more okay. positive message um is you know what I what I like to do All right. sure so. you wouldn't say anything to Isaiah Livers <laughs> oh, God <laughs> Just
1: Just kidding. yeah
0: I'm trying to think what Michigan players have we not thrown under the bus <laughs> in this interview that you played oh yeah with? one oh, last God. thing swaggy pool swaggy pool have you been oh, excited yeah, about yeah swaggy we, we 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 mentioned that he's a,
1: a, a first round pick. Yeah, and now he's a Splash Brother, so he's Swaggy Splash.
2: I I think he's at least when I talked to him, he's actually looking for uh, a new nickname. Um, So if any, if anybody, yeah, do you have any? Do you have any? Well, he he doesn't want to do the Splash Brothers. Uh, He was throwing around some others. I can't remember what it was, but. you know I, I'm I'm excited for him. I think he's in a, a great spot, particularly with you know the Katie leaving and and Clay unfortunately being injured. I think he might mm-hmm. actually have some opportunity. D'Angelo I say Russell
0: signs there.
1: They're going to be a fun game.
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. be fun. He's yeah. got
1: to do something with the pool thing because obviously pools are wet. You know what I mean. Yeah, so sure. someone that's someone, someone flip that around. Yeah. But that's why swaggy pool works. You know. Yeah. 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 But you're right. I'm never going to not call him. Uh, swaggy
0: anything pool. else before we go? What, else, what 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 do you need to say? Anything? Do you have anything on your chest you want to get off, Duncan? No, the answer can be no. And we no, can I, I don't
2: really have much. Okay. I, I uh, appreciated following you guys this year. You guys uh, you guys crushed it as the, usual. So. This is the
0: nicest thing. I'm, uh, I mean, this is a compliment. I hope we do not have you back on next Summer League. I hope you have gotten to the point where you're like, uh, we're worried. We were talking about this as we were watching the games together. You're what, 25 now? Yeah, I'm getting up there. You're nice. getting into the Jack Cooley territory. If, yeah. we, if you keep coming back to Summer League, we don't want you being 36 still showing up. Oh, now League. Cooley's at the door.
1: and yeah. uh, <laughs> Wow, he's got a case of beer. <laughs>
2: Well, hopefully, I can come no, back be, not as uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah, playing, come back, you know, yeah. just kind of do come one of those back, things hey, where yeah. you know everyone sits courtside and watches their. team.
0: Although, yeah, you might be you might be like screwing yourself because like if you guys are so good at summer league, this might become a thing where like the Heat want to win summer league every year and they keep calling you back and they're like, "You're our secret. You're the you're the summer league king." And like, we have to, yeah,
1: you become the Michael Jordan of summer league. You're six and zero. You win six titles. Yeah. <laughs> you take it super seriously.
0: And the uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, thank you for joining us. Uh, we, we we obviously are huge fans of yours. We we have been following. Uh, uh, you're the only person that can get me to watch G League basketball, and I mean that wow. sincerely. So I really uh, appreciate that. We, we, we are so excited to
1: see what the next year holds because this past year has been great for you. How many times did people say to you, holy
2: shit, there's Mike Dom? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I didn't get the Mike Dom comparison too much. Uh, actually, every now and then it, it would pop up. But I think he's actually out here. He's playing somewhere. He like, is, yeah, he's out here. He's playing is. on one of the teams.
0: Yeah. So. yeah. Um, All right, Duncan, thanks. Appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the way. Appreciate that, guys. Thanks for having me on.